guys, Ryan Bidolf here, blogging from Paradise. Sit tight. I wanted to take a blogging breather because at times we, unfortunately, oh, here we go, guys. We get caught up in blogging and we get so amped up with all these blogging tips and blogging techniques and strategies, which are all well and good. Don't get me wrong. I really find it uh, helpful to keep those blogging tips going, but tweeting this out, doing a little simulcast here, but I, I felt an intuitive pull to Google the term wild travel stories, just to see for the heck of it, if my post for 27 of my wildest travel stories appears. I'm like, oh, what the heck? And it turns out we're on page one. And that's with very minimal SEO. So first off, guys, I wanted to thank you for all of your help to help us reach page one, for which I imagine is a pretty competitive keyword, especially seeing a lot of the travel bloggers on page one who are really top level, top shelf bloggers. So taking a blogging breather and just talking about my life away from blogging to inspire you, to empower you, to help you face your fears to show you the world that's out there and also for some light entertainment because some of these stories are kind of funny. Some are death defying and they're very scary at the time. I faced a lot of my deepest fears uh, going this route, but then a lot of them are funny. So I wanted to just dive in guys and the blog post is 27-netflix-travel-experiences. I wrote a blog post. I'm going to work off that post. I'm just talking about a lot of these crazy things that have happened. I say to me, but really for me on the road. And it's for all of us to help you get some entertainment. Also to help you see that if you face your fears and leave your comfort zone, even though it does get intense sometimes, there's going to be real growth and fulfillment and freedom there. And I've had some crazy things happen on the road, and these are definitely Netflix worthy. And depending on where this goes, as far as just its popularity, we'll see where it pops up. I mean, right now we're on page one of Google, and that's a pretty awesome accomplishment. So guys, thank you so much for all of your help and spreading the word for this blog post. And these are just some of the wacky things that have happened uh, for me and for us as I hit the road. So number one, guys, I nearly died in India from Giardia. It was my fault because, well, I thought it was Bali Belly or Deli Belly, just like the common distended stomach. Oh, you know, I'm a little off. It's a little bacteria, whatever, long and the short of it on the worldly level. But I kept waiting. So eventually waiting, waiting, waiting. There's fear in my mind. Oh, I don't want it to be worse. I don't want it to be something that's quite horrible. If you see pictures of me, I lost like 20 pounds in 10 days. I didn't eat for 10 days. I was just taking sips of waters. So long and the short of it, or sips of water, long and the short of it, guys, I was rushed to the hospital just really intuitively internally i just felt like one to two days and that would have been it i would have died because i was dangerously dehydrated so this was pretty wild it took me about a month to recover i did got my strength back again it's all in my mind it was all mindset but it's pretty wild experience so that's wild travel story number one number two i hit the pavement superman style during a motorbike accident in bali you guys know Bali, Southeast Asia in general. You zip around on motorbikes to get around if you don't want to pay uh, the king's ransom. 
to take a taxi cab or transport in Bali, Bluebird transport. I'm always thinking about them. So I went around the curve. Kelly and I had just purchased groceries. And as we went around the curve, I noticed oil on the ground and it was too late because if there's oil on the ground on a motorbike with two tires, not four, you're going to wipe out like you're on ice. So I slid off the bike, the groceries went flying in every direction and I hit the pavement like Superman. I went forward, hands out, chest first, knocked the wind out of me. I thought I had pierced the lung and broken ribs, couldn't get my breath for like 20 seconds, just like, and eventually got my wind, took about three to four days of bed rest. I felt like I was being stabbed by 30 little monkeys in my back every time I breathe. My lungs were in such intense, just dramatic pain, and it was crazy. But again, the recovery, and here I go once again. <laughs> Number three, I was urinated on by monkeys in a remote Costa Rica jungle. Kelly and I had did a house sit uh, outside of Bree Bree, a three-hour hike into the jungle, deep remote, no people around. And in this area, the monkeys are so unused to seeing people. In a lot of areas, they're used to seeing tourists and they beg for food and they steal stuff. Here, they're so unused to seeing tourists or humans in general because it's very, very remote, middle of nowhere, very remote, where I felt sprinkles on my head. When I looked up, it wasn't raining, totally sunny day out. I saw a monkey up in the tree. And if you guys know, simian behavior, they will urinate on intruders to get them out of there. I guess they know that pee stinks. It's unpleasant. So it did, it was a, a gentle cascading of urine. So a monkey urinated on me. And that was kind of crazy. These are true stories, guys. These happened. Like it, these happened. This is not a vivid imagination. Okay, number four, I was attacked by two wild men in Kathmandu. One was a street kid that I think was huffing. Is that huffing? What they do with the, I don't know. I think they were huffing um, with glue or the aerosol. I don't even, whippets. That's it. I think it was whippets. So, and one was a dude that punched me. He had a, a smile like the Cheshire cat. And he was a holy man that was strung out on something, or I think holy man. And he punched me full force. And the other kid said, give me Rupee for buttered roll. I forgot how many rupee, but however many rupees in, in Nepal, Nepalese rupees, it cost to get a buttered roll. And then he went, ah, and he bit my arm. And I pulled back, and I just was in utter shock that a guy asked for rupees for a buttered roll. And when I didn't give it to him, I just kind of smiled. He bit my arm. So that was kind of crazy. Number five, I was stalked and chased by two burly ladyboy prostitutes in Bangkok about 6 a.m. We are getting ready to fly back to the States. I knew jet lag was coming up, tried to get on schedule. So I was just walking around Kaosan Road and a couple of very beefy, masculine ladyboy prostitutes said, hey, come here, boy, boy, get over here. And they grabbed my arm and one of them grabbed my arm and the other one tried to go into my pocket to get the bot. It's kind of a you know common trick sleight of hand so i ran away and then i came back around they saw me from a distance and i guess since it was early morning late night quote unquote they hadn't made a lot of fare hadn't got a lot of business they said hey you come here boy and they kept chasing me they started running after me through the streets of bangkok i started jogging and then running away because i wanted to get back to the room and not be accosted again and one of the most bizarre 
parts of this experience was there as a dog. And you guys, if you travel cows on road, you've probably seen him. Maybe he's now passed onto the ethers, left his mortal coil, illusory body. A dog with a Tweety Bird hanging from his neck. Tweety Bird doll, just hanging around there. This is just Bangkok. Number six, seeing boobies at the Benson stand, Benson stand in Bali. In Bali, again, motorbikes galore. There's these gas stations, Benson gas in Bahasa, Indonesian. And a lady just walked out from the gas station, which is basically Coke bottles and similar glass bottles filled with gas that you pay, I don't know, 12,000. I'm trying to think how many, but rupiah. Uh, not too many. Just It's just not a lot of money. You just pay. They hand you the gasoline. You pour it into the Coke bottle and you're all set. She was just breastfeeding. And she was exposed, quote unquote, all out there feeding her baby. No big deal, but obviously still kind of wacky when your gas station attendant shows up bearing their breasts, feeding their baby. A little different experience. Number seven, facing down and helping slay a spitting cobra. It wasn't my decision to kill it. But there was a spitting cobra that got into the chicken coop in Bali. And the couple we were house-sitting with, it was such a large property. It was a couple, South African couple, Kelly and I. Uh, they said to bring the spade, and we helped slay a spitting cobra that burrowed in underneath the chicken coop with the mama hen. And I think there were like four chicks. And two of them died. The mama died. And... The guy we were house sitting with decapitated the spitting cobra while I shine the light in its eyes. That was wild. Number eight, snatching a kitty from a deadly crate in Bali. I saw this bright blue, just exotic looking color in the bushes right by the kitty that was focused in. And this was in the same house in Bali with spitting cobra. Grabbed the kitty, scratched me, almost left the scar because it was so stunned that I grabbed it. It was just so intent on the crate. But if you guys know anything about crates, they're not aggressive per se, but they are some of the most venomous snakes in the world. If they bite you or bite one of the cats, it's almost definite lights out, definite death. So that was a wild experience. Number nine, watching my toes fall into a sausage in Costa Rica. I have no idea what bit me. We're walking down the beach, Playa Estadilla by Manuel Antonio. Something bit me. I felt that instant sting that hurt. It was a, a, a terrific instant pain. And then it got kind of dull, but it was still strong. And for the next two days, my toe swelled into a sausage. Couldn't walk on the foot. Have no idea what happened. I had wished it was perhaps Spider-Man's bite, but alas, not a superhero. At least not yet. And this went on for a number of days. And then it recovered. Kept off my feet. Number 10, evicting an 8-inch centipede in Thailand, an 8-inch long scolopendra centipede. Hustled inside of the house. This long, lightning fast. These creatures are incredibly primordial looking, primal. Their bite. I've talked to people who have I've read stories, actually, of people who have been bitten by a cobra and bitten by a centipede, and they said the centipede actually hurt more. For whatever reason, their venom is just so aggressive, primal, primordial, hurts. So I chased it around the house, got in the corner. I eventually picked it up with the broom, and I batted it out like a baseball player, literally. Flipped it right in the air, boom, batted it right out to the guard, didn't come back in. 
number 11, showering with a birdieing spider in Thailand. Kelly and I, same place, was by National Forest that during low season, when it really starts to rain, things get going as far as the critters making their way out of the forest. But this birdieing spider, it was juvenile, so it wasn't that big. It was only like this big. It wasn't like huge. It was like this big. Sat on Kelly's loofah, and we showered with it. It didn't move for like over a week, almost two weeks. It just sat there. So we just showered with it. It was a big deal. These things happen when you're blogging in paradise. Number 12, evicting a six-inch scorpion in Thailand. That scorpion is huge. I'm going to say about six inches actually made its way into the house. And I gently coaxed this guy out with a broom. This wasn't as dramatic, which was uh, good for me. Number 13, screaming at a guy who'd been shot in the head as the prince's motorcade drove by in Thailand. I don't know if Richard is still around. God bless him. But he's the walking miracle, amazing individual in Chiang Mai, Thailand. I haven't seen him. I don't know if he's still here. Hey, bro. Thanks for stopping by. And uh, now it's almost uh, close to a decade. So I don't know if he's still with us. He's still in his mortal coil, worldly coil. But he'd been shot in the head during the war. And I was just screaming at him because he had this habit of being incredibly persistent, which served him being a, a guy in that situation who had to get around by being very persistent and asking for help and receiving help because he did suffer some paralysis, brain damage. But as this was going on, I started yelling at him because he was wearing on my nerves. Thanks, uh, The prince's the king. Yeah, the prince's motorcade. At the time, the prince, now the king of Thailand, was making its way by it, so it was very strange. Number 14, watching a variable trail mix of nuts and spare change shower people during turbulence on our flight to Fiji. Kelly had the habit in the past of just jamming different things into the bag. She jammed the nuts that weren't closed. We hit some pretty strong turbulence over Fiji, so the nuts in the bag in the the luggage hold started falling out and showering down onto the people who were sitting in front of us nuts and cashews fell onto their hair they looked at each other and shrugged obviously a very bizarre experience for them laugh out loud funny for kelly and i we kept our chuckles down i broke up a fight for number 15 between a soy dog and a french bulldog in thailand i show my picture picture of my hand being ripped up pretty good it was wild they got into it hardcore fighting and i broke up the dog fight i should have stood back should have put the legs up didn't know at the time you pull the back legs up it's better but i was punching in between that was pretty crazy number 16 i watched a large cockroach dance around my eyes mouth and chest in thailand in pak nam pran very very humid hot place on the gulf of thailand we turned the air conditioning off one night bad idea the roaches came out usually when the ac was on they would scatter almost going to a little homeostasis almost like a little bit of a hibernation it's cold but with the heat and humidity they came out it danced i thought i was dreaming i felt it on my head the roach danced on my head my mouth my chest and it ran all over my body horror story for everybody involved including me i barked on a bus in burma 17 i was vomiting and also had severe diarrhea on a bus ride from bagan to inlay lake very excruciating 11 hours of my life. Of course, all sickness is in mind, but at the time I wasn't aware of it. So, you know, it was a very unfortunate, unpleasant experience. Let's get moving now. We're about 15 minutes in. 
Number 18, I fought a homeless vagrant in Nicaragua for my flip-flops. He kept looking for my flip-flops every day. I told him it's the only pair I had. One day when I went all the way into the back, it was a railroad-style apartment. He fished the flip-flops out with a long stick very ingeniously. I kept calling him Payoso, a stupid clown, and MF in Spanish. I chased him. He ran away with them. Homeless vagrant, very creative. I give him credit. Number 19, I toured the hood in Nicaragua with a drunk guy in Odyssey looking for cigarettes. There was a soused individual who was blitzed, inebriated, who wanted me to get cigarettes for him, buy cigarettes for him. So I went into his house. Then I went into these other stores, and he's speaking to me only in Spanish, of course. And I'm speaking to him in my gringo Spanish, semi-fluent. And we're just walking around Nicaragua and Granada trying to get a package of cigarettes and he was totally drunk and he would stare at people and keep talking to me in Spanish. I don't even know if you heard me. And one of the oddest points in this uh, non sequitur experience was me trying to fill this awkward silence with a one point in Spanish. I said how the mountain was beautiful and I was out of time. Five, six, seven. I was 40 years old. And I said that in Spanish, and then he just looked at me. So it was a very odd experience, <laughs> wild, quite funny. Number 20, I evicted a three-inch cockroach from the house in Fiji. I called him Fiji Freddy. Very big cockroaches in Fiji. They don't have a lot of natural predators, so they get huge, three, four inches. And I had to kick him out of the shower, which was quite intense, quite intense. But you get it? 21, I was mobbed by a swarm of winged termites in Bali after the rains come during transition from high season to low season you have these winged termites that come out in the thousands the tens of thousands the hundreds of thousands and this is in thailand and in bali southeast asia in general we left the windows open didn't know had the lights on if the lights are on and the windows are open you're toast you're dead so there's thousands of winged termites flowing in almost look like moths i was batting with a broom, <laughs> leaves falling all over. The Tokyo geckos were eating them, the ants were eating them, the army ants, the other types of ants. So it was a very intense scene being swarmed by thousands and thousands of winged termites in the house. Kelly was going bonkers. I was not particularly comfortable with it. 22, sitting in a lock cage of three 400 pound tigers in Mayrib, Thailand. There's a place called Tiger Kingdom where they allow you to sit with fully sentient, energized, lucid tigers. They're not drugged here. Talk to people. I read accounts from Farang expat, not expat, but Farang foreigner tourists who worked there and said, I don't drug them at Tiger Kingdom. So there are three of them. They're all over 400 pounds. And we sat with them, took some shots. Pretty intense. We're getting there, guys. 23 wild travel stories. I slapped a bullet ant off the kitchen sink with a filthy dish towel in Costa Rica. This is that remote jungle experience we had. A bullet ant, they're about this big. They have the most painful insect sting on earth, insect sting. They call them bullet ants because it feels like you're being shot when they bite you. So they were a dime a dozen here in this remote Costa Rica region during that six-week intense remote house sit. We... Had to deal with them. And there was one bullet ant that came up in the kitchen sink. I took a filthy dish towel. I batted it off. Didn't kill it. I know it's his home first. But still, pretty intense deal. 24, living amid an invasion of 10,000 army ants in Costa Rica. 
at least five to 10,000. They were everywhere. And they came into this jungle hut, thousands and thousands of army ants. Kelly sequestered herself under the mosquito net. I just walked the dog for like six hours and there were thousands of ants that were butchering scorpions and larvae for hornets and eating everything their nature's cleanup crew. So they came east to west through for a number of hours and three days later they came west to east, which was really, really neat seeing the perfection of it all to clean out the critters. 25 being caught in a dust storm in Cutter, which is pretty intense. Got a little sick after this, but it was neat seeing a dust storm in Doha Cutter just swirling for hours and hours and hours. The dust, the gusts working its way through. Amazing seeing nature in action. Almost there, guys. 26, riding with reckless and angry three-wheel Lankan drivers in Sri Lanka. We were riding with these three-wheel Lankans. You guys might know them as like tuk-tuks. And they drove very recklessly, and they're very angry. They're flipping each other the bird, giving them finger, cursing each other out. It's one thing to have people drive kind of recklessly, but where there's that more accepting way of just understanding that this is how people drive. But they had the anger level, too, which made them do very crazy things that could have flipped over the three-wheel Lankan. And number 27, guys, the last wild travel story, although I have more. I fixed our water supply during a torrential downpour and a fur de lance infested stream on a mountain in a remote Costa Rica jungle during this really intense torrential rain episode of three days. Some of these areas in this jungle in Costa Rica get 20, 25 feet of rain a year. Three days of torrential downpour, our water supply was up a mountain. I had to wade through this water that had crocodiles and fur de lances, which are pretty much the most aggressive viper, poisonous viper on earth. They are not the type of snakes, like almost all of them that attack only if they feel threatened, they attack on the offensive. So the homeowner said he had seen fertile lances in the water. They love water sources for getting prey. I had to wade through that water to to the stream, torrential downpour flowing to me up over my, my knees, almost up to my hips to jiggle our water supply. Because if I didn't, to get the silt out of the hose slash pipe coming to the house, we could have fallen dangerously dehydrated because it would take us three hours to hike into town and there were landslides on the way into town. So long and short of it, I was able to jiggle the supply thinking about I'm going to be bitten or attacked by a crocodile eaten at any moment. <laughs> and here I am just jiggling it. So the silt finally worked its way through and we were able to purify the water and survive. So there we go, guys. 27 wild travel stories. Again, thanks. It's number one. It's not number one. It's on page one of Google for wild travel stories, which is pretty competitive keyword. So thanks so much for your help, guys, for spreading the word. Until next time, you know what to do. Ta-ta, Facebook. Going to roll, guys. See you later, Anchor.